is the Celebrity Afterlife Report podcast. I'm back! Yes, it is me, the celebrity medium, back from my time off to take care of some family business. Behind the microphone again to bring you another installment of the Celebrity Afterlife Report. The only show on the internet that gives you the up-to-the-minute gossip about all your favorite deceased celebs. I'm so happy to be back. I'm going to do things slightly differently this week. I'll give you a quick story or two, and then we'll have full coverage of the huge concert David Bowie staged recently in iVironment. It was a doozy! As I told you in the last edition of the report, former American President Ronald Reagan seems to have bounced back from his rejection by silver screen sex symbol Marilyn Monroe in a big way. The Gipper is now dating former First Lady Jackie Kennedy. Jackie, who has dropped the Onassis from her name, is reported to have had her breasts enlarged. Plastic surgeons quoted in the Next World tabloid say, she is now at least a D-cup. The former Mrs. JFK seems very proud of her new superstructure, and Ronaldus Maximus, as Rush Limbaugh refers to him, has been showing off his new squeeze in trendy hotspots all around the afterlife. Recently, the two were seen in a booth near the front door in Puck's Place, the fancy restaurant owned and operated by rapper Tupac Shakur, According to my sources, Jackie was wearing a very short black dress with a deep V over her bosom. Word is that many of the male patrons present found excuses to walk past the booth to check her new physique out. Her date seems to be amused by the attention she got. Some are whispering that Ronnie talked her into the surgery to make Monroe who is now reported to be dating Jackie's former husband, Jealous. Whether that is true or not, for her part, Jackie seems to be enjoying the stares and drop jaws she is inspiring. The gossip mill also says she is trying to get under the skin of her former earthly plane hubby, along with her very revealing dress. She was also wearing a pillbox hat similar to the one she wore on the day of the JFK assassination, which is, you know, a tad tacky, if you ask me. On a recent report, I told you that Herbe Villachez, the little person actor known for playing Tattoo on TV's Fantasy Island and for appearing in James Bond movies, had the inside track for being cast in an afterlife version of Game of Thrones, in the part made famous by Peter Dinklage. Since then, the producers of the upcoming production have decided that Hervé is not going to get the part. Despite the disappointment he must feel, Villachez has bounced back nicely by snagging a role in a new sitcom. My sources tell me he will be the male lead in a show titled Size Doesn't Matter, playing the romantic interest for actress Nell Carter, who starred in the American TV show Give Me a Break. Nell is a plus-sized black woman who transitioned to the next world in 2003. 
the simple central excuse me premise of the show reportedly is the size difference between Hervé and Nell. I'm told the plan is that their physical differences will never be addressed by the two characters, but will be the source of much comment from the supporting players. It's well, funny, I guess. Hervé was quoted in a press release as saying that he is looking forward to acting alongside Nell and that he is excited about being back on television. Okay, now we get to the part you've been waiting for, because God knows I have. David Bowie and Prince co-headlined the biggest show anyone can remember in recent afterlife history at Environment. Security was extremely tight to prevent anything like the electrocution suffered by Bowie at his last appearance there from happening again. Guards were given photos of artist Jackson Pollock, who is suspected of having turned on the rain machines and environment, causing Bowie to be badly shocked. Fortunately, Pollock wasn't spotted in the crowd this time, and everything went off without a hitch. The show started exactly at the stroke of midnight about 10 days ago. Now, David took the stage after the backup band vamped for a bit. He was dressed in an outfit reminiscent of his Ziggy Stardust days. According to my sources, the outfit seemed to burst into flames in an effect visually similar to Katniss Everdeen's dress in the Hunger Games movie. The faux flames extinguished themselves, and Bowie, rather than greeting the capacity crowd, just launched into a medley of his greatest hits, which lasted about 35 minutes. Then he stopped abruptly and started walking off stage. The audience, thinking the show was over, was disappointed until a single spotlight picked up a figure wearing angel wings descending from above via a harness and wires. Everything in environment was painted in purple lights, revealing that the figure was Prince. The audience went wild as Prince's harness was removed and a guitar was handed to him. Now, like Bowie, Prince didn't say hello to the crowd, and just launched right into his set. After about 20 minutes, a figure came out onto the stage and joined him. Prince gestured at him and said to the crowd, Mr. Jim Morrison, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Morrison, as listeners to the report know, has been in somewhat of a career tailspin of late. The two men sang a funkified version of the Doors hit People Are Strange together, stunning the crowd. With that, the show again seemed to be over, but it wasn't. After all the stage lights went off, suddenly a very bright spotlight revealed a man wearing a white jumpsuit standing in the center of the stage. When he turned around, the audience was shocked to see that it was Elvis Presley. Presley's been a hermit in recent years, deliberately hiding from his fans, even going so far as to having shaved his head to disguise himself. The King sang a lovely slow version of Love Me Tender as the audience listened in stunned silence. The lights went out again. Now surely this time the show really was over. People started heading for the exits. 
In the darkness, the single spotlight came back on once more, revealing two Elvises, or Elvi, on stage. As it turns out, the first one was actually comedian Andy Kaufman dressed as the real deal. On the earthly plane, Presley once said that Kaufman was his favorite of the many people who impersonated him over the years. Now, the two of them, Kaufman and the real Elvis, sang several of Presley's hits together, including Jailhouse Rock, Hound Dog, and Let's Play House. The show finally ended for real, with the godfather of soul, Mr. James Brown, taking the stage, having everyone come back out for a group bow, and thanking the audience for being there. By all accounts, the show was absolutely amazing. Now, I may actually have missed a detail or two in this summary, and if I get word about any, I'll be sure you to tell, uh, sure to tell you about them in next week's report. The concert was carried live on TV and reportedly got the largest audience in the history of Next World Television. I, for one, would pay a nice sum to see this on DVD. Um, alas, that is impossible. And on that exciting note, I'm going to wrap up this edition of the Celebrity Afterlife Report. I will be back next week with more up-to-the-minute gossip about all your favorite deceased celebrities, as well as any details about the concert I might have missed. Oh, 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 to celebrate this 100th episode of The Report, I am thrilled to announce that the show is now available not only on iTunes, but also in the Google Play Store, all 100 episodes, all of them for free. Special thanks go out to my hardworking tech staff for that. I am the Celebrity Medium. Thank you very much for listening. You've been listening to the Celebrity Afterlife Report podcast. To ask a question about your favorite deceased celebrity, call 818-3-MY-DREAM. 818-3-MY-DREAM. 818-369-3732.